Hello, and welcome to the Desiland Masala podcast, a look at the diverse Asian Indian or Desi cultures experienced in North America by those who are blessed with Desi friends, co-workers, and neighbors. This is episode number four, Gastronomic Masala Part 2, and I'm your host, Andy Pierce. I couldn't finish all of the content for episode three, which I then called Part 1, because there was so much to cover, and because I got a little bit too hungry talking about such tasty food. As a reminder, gastronomic is defined as relating to the practice of cooking or eating good food. And of course, there's an incredible variety or masala of good Indian food. When I pick up an Indian student who's coming back from India or arriving for the first time, or someone who's graduated and gone back to India, perhaps to meet potential marriage partners, and he comes back to the airport, he usually brings farsan, F-A-R-S-A-N, which is in English, the English word would be dried snacks. There's an incredible variety of farsan, and some of my favorites are gathia, which is made from chickpea flour. Uh, a common term is chevda, C-H-E-V-D-A, which is a mixture of various kind, kind of dried snacks. There's kakra, which is a flat, crispy tortilla-like uh, piece of bread. Uh, there's sev, which looks like dried, crispy noodles. There's something called bakarvadi, B-H-A-K-A-R-V-A-D-I, which is incredibly spicy. And one of my favorites is chakri, C-H-A-K-R-I, which is not spicy at all, but very, very hard. So it, it puts your teeth in danger. And there are many, many other kinds of farsan. It travels very well because it doesn't have to be refrigerated and it can easily be stuffed into a suitcase. And there are many, many types. Also, often farsan is consumed as part of a desi breakfast. Another popular type of food is sometimes called street food. And so one of the most popular kinds is called samosa, S-A-M-O-S-A. My kids call these triangles. It's basically a deep fried triangle that has inside of it, if it's a vegetarian samosa, potato and pea would be the main ingredients. There's also another one called pani puri, and literally pani is water, puri is bread, so it's spiced water put into a tiny, small piece of, of crispy uh, bread or puri, and inside would be potato and uh, chickpea, and then again, some spice, uh, spicy water, uh, another one is pao bhaji, which is the only one that I can cook. And that would be, my family calls it a, a vegetarian sloppy joe. So it's uh, a vegetarian gravy or curry on a bun. Another one is sev puri. And this would be the little, sev is the little noodles put on top of the puris or the crispy pieces of bread. Uh, alu tiki would be alu is potato in Hindi. So that would be basically a a, a potato patty. Uh, another one is called papdi chat. If you like nachos, it would be the closest to nachos. And so these street foods uh, have been popular in Mumbai uh, for many years, and now they're popular for all Indians. And so the street food uh, it can be bought all over the U.S. at Indian uh, restaurants, uh, and even Indian chains such as Honest have come to the U.S., Another category of food 
are sweets. And one interesting difference is that most Indians eat their sweets or dessert during the course of a meal. Westerners eat sweets at the end as dessert. The most common and well-liked type of sweet for many Desis as well as many non-Indians is called gulab jamun. Uh, Gulab is G-U-L-A-B and jamun is J-A-M-U-N. Gulab means rose, so it's basically uh, rose-flavored sweet uh, sauce or nectar uh, over a circular um, ball uh, that's made out of dough. And that's the most common that you would find at an Indian buffet. Another common one, probably number two, would be kheer, K-H-E-E-R, which is rice pudding. You'd find that at buffets as well. Uh, gulab jamang uh, tastes better when it's uh, warmed up a little bit. So when I am at an Indian buffet, I'll often take it off the buffet and ask one of the workers to put it in the microwave for about 20 seconds, and that heats up the gulab jamang, whereas kheer is refrigerated. Uh, another one would be ladu, L-A-A-D-U. So that's a circular, a little bit bigger ball. There's many, many different kinds of ladu based on the flour, uh, but that has ghee in it. Uh, there's also jalebi, and that's uh, one that's incredibly sweet. I always say one can get diabetes just by looking at jalebi, but it's a, a piece of dough, thin dough, put in kind of a pretzel shape and and uh, uh, basically boiled in a sweet, sweet um, uh, honey. And so it looks like a pretzel, but it's usually orange or yellow. Um, uh, Rasmalai is another one. Uh, that would be more milk-based uh, and little balls uh, with, with a milk uh, uh, sauce put over it. Uh, a very common one that's often brought to me as gifts is kaju katri or kaju barfi, B-A-R-F-I, and kaju means cashew in Hindi, and these would be shaped as a rhombus usually. Uh, uh, kaju barfi uh, is a little bit creamier, and the interesting thing is, is in India, and sometimes you can find them in the U.S., it has something on top, a very thin layer of a, of a silver, which is called vark, V-A-R-K, and, and traditionally a wealthy family would, would uh, display their wealth by putting a thin piece of silver on top of their uh, their sweets, especially the kaju katri. And so that's, uh, uh, silver is actually uh, edible. It doesn't have any taste. It doesn't, it's not harmful, but that takes a little bit of getting used to, uh, to eat silver. And it's not as common uh, in the U.S. Uh, one of my favorites is uh, shrikhand, S-H-R-I-K-H-A-N-D. And that's almost like a pudding. It can be, uh, my favorite is a mango shrikhand. So it's a little bit creamy uh, with a mango flavor. And again, the uh, interesting thing is that sweets can be eaten along with a meal, and there are many, many types of sweets. After a meal, the uh, if you go to a, a real Indian restaurant, uh, you'll find a little bowl, uh, usually by the uh, place where you pay your bill, uh, and inside the little bowl uh, with a spoon is a mixture of fennel seed. Sometimes there's uh, small pieces of mint. Uh, and this is called uh, three different things, depending on the language, but uh, mukwas, M-U-K-W-A-S, uh, variali, V-A-R-I-A-L-I, or sauf, S-A-U-F. And so after a meal, 
he would spoon, uh, take the spoon in your left hand and a spoon uh, some into your right hand and put it in your mouth. And that's basically an after uh, meal breath freshener and aids with digestion. Uh, when you're in an Indian home, often um, it's a good, it's uh, fun to ask for uh, mukwas after the meal. And then immediately uh, the family will produce a, uh, a dish with, with sometimes a variety of different flavors of mukwas. And that reminds me, uh, one of the greatest joys you can have is getting invited to a Desi home uh, in North America to eat a meal. And the saying goes, the best Indian restaurant in your area is the home of a Desi friend. The food is usually uh, a whole level above a restaurant. And it's a great honor to be invited. Uh, Indians usually say the guest is God, lowercase g, and that's something that uh, we have to be aware of, and it's it's uh, it's, it's such an honor uh, to have a friend visit an Indian home. And so here are a couple things I've learned about uh, eating in an Indian home. One is don't come at the agreed upon time. Uh, there's been a, a few instances where I have even texted that morning an Indian friend and said, uh, how about if I come at noon for lunch, and I kind of expected if I came at noon, uh, the food would, would wouldn't be ready, but it but it's in process. But I showed up at noon, and I found that they were not expecting me at that time. Uh, they were still cleaning and and even cutting the vegetables, and uh, they just weren't expecting me. And so I've learned that if you come on time, uh, you're too anxious or eager, and so it's it's not a good idea. Although sometimes I do say. I'll come at noon American time, but it's it's a good idea uh, to come at least thirty minutes after the agreed upon time. But also to text when you're on the way to say I'm I'm on the way. Uh, I expect to be there about maybe twelve twenty, and then you still come maybe ten minutes after that. Another question that comes up is to bring a gift, and there's no right or wrong about this. It is a nice gesture. I've been excited to bring uh, food or fruit. Uh, to my Indian friend's home, uh, but I find that they usually don't eat it. They don't. They don't partake uh, until after I've gone. Uh, when you do come to an Indian home, uh, it's important that you leave your shoes or sandals outside and wear bare feet or socks. Uh, have bare feet or socks inside, and this is this is something that's very important uh, because the uh, it just doesn't make sense to desis to have someone uh, wear shoes inside. The shoes have been outside on the street, uh, dirty, and here you're coming inside uh, and 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 really defiling the inside of the home. And so this is something that's very important is to leave shoes or sandals uh, outside. Uh, when you come into the home, uh, immediately, uh, in most cases, you'll be taken uh, to a living room or, or a a, a family room and uh, seated, and then almost immediately, um, uh, someone, uh, uh, one of the uh, the sons or daughters, or an auntie will appear. Usually, it's a son or daughter, though, especially if it's a teenager, will appear in front of you with a tray with cups of water. And even if they didn't ask if you were uh, thirsty, but it's, it's it's just done. And uh, and so you take the cup of water off the tray. And even if you're not thirsty, it's important to drink 
um, at least half of it is, is my rule because uh, the server will wait there until you have uh, had some to drink and then you put it back on the tray. If you happen, if you are thirsty and drink the whole thing, um, then uh, they, they realize maybe you, you need more. And so that creates a little bit of a dilemma also. So uh, my rule is to, is to drink at least half of the uh, cup of water and then put it back on the tray. Uh, if it's not exactly a mealtime, uh, then uh, often there will be several bowls of farsan or the dry snacks that I mentioned earlier. And depending on the time of day, uh, there could be chai or, or tea. If you are there for a meal, it's important to wash your hands before the meal as well as after. So I, I usually ask for where the, the washroom is. Uh, sometimes I'm uh, ushered into the kitchen. And that's very important because, of course, uh, it's a, you eat um, normally with just your right hand. Uh, and the left hand is considered unclean. And so that right hand better be clean uh, before and then afterwards it will have food on it. So you wash your hands. So I get up when I'm done and I uh, ask to go to the washroom. And uh, usually there's a towel provided, a, a hand towel, and I wash off my hand. It, it is hard to eat with the right hand. And so ma many desis, especially in North America, uh, will have spoons. Uh, usually there's no fork. Um, and so there's, there's a spoon. And so typically uh, when I eat uh, Indian food, uh, I will tear, I talked last episode about the chapati or roti or puri. So tearing off a piece of that, my right hand. And then uh, the best way is to grab the vegetable uh, or the chickpeas uh, with that piece of roti or chapati, but it, it's hard. So uh, usually there's a spoon. So often I will take the spoon in my left hand and I will spoon some of the uh, vegetable onto uh, maybe a little bit bigger piece of roti or chapati, and that works fine. The food is often spicy. Uh, if you're not Indian, uh, if you're if you're lucky, it won't be too spicy, but it almost always is. And so one of the things I've learned is to ask for uh, for yogurt. Uh, for instance, biryani is usually very spicy, and so if you ask for yogurt. Um, you always have basically plain yogurt, and you can mix that in with the biryani or uh, other spicy food, and that will make it less spicy. Uh, usually need to ask for water. Uh, water is usually not uh, part of the, the meal, and I've actually researched this quite a bit. There's two, two main reasons, and I've asked more than 100 uh, desis why water is not available. Uh, one reason is because if you keep drinking a lot of water, you can't eat eat as much of the tasty food. And the second reason is that the food has such great flavor. If you dilute it with water, uh, then it, it doesn't taste as, uh, as, it's not as tasty. And often there's not a napkin either. And so it kind of makes sense if you keep eating with your right hand, uh, you don't want to keep wiping it off. Uh, although it's not, not a big deal to ask for a napkin. Sometimes you get a paper towel and so it's okay to ask for a napkin. It's okay to ask for water too. And sometimes the water is given knowing that the food is spicy. And again, eating the sweets and dessert during the meal is, is uh, normal. It takes a little bit of getting used to. And a big tip is don't clean your plate. Uh, I know many of you have been trained uh, to clean your plate, to clear all the food, eat all the food. Don't do that unless you want more. The idea is if you uh, clean everything off your plate, it means you still have room in your stomach for more food. And that doesn't look good for the 
uh, for the host or hostess. So please, uh, if you are full, uh, leave just a little piece on the plate of, of the food. But do ask for, for seconds. Um, uh, but just don't take uh, big portions. Uh, sometimes the the Indian uh, host or hostess will spoon it on your plate and you can say, you know, uh, I've, I've learned also if you say no or no thank you, that doesn't, that's not enough, you'll still get it. And so I've learned if you really don't want any more, you have to be a little bit vociferous and say no, no, no. Um, and then also I've learned don't excessively praise an items, item of food um, because then you'll you'll end up with a lot of it to go home, which is okay, but that's the result if you praise an item of food excessively. Uh, and then uh, I've learned to express gratitude indirectly. Uh, so if we just say thank you, thank you, thank you, um, that seems a little bit condescending. It doesn't have as much meaning as if I say my stomach is very happy or uh, something like that, or this food is so tasty, uh, because then the focus is on is expressing gratitude. Uh, other types of drinks that, that we see, especially for an in, in an Indian home or at a restaurant, uh, chas, C-H-A-A-S, is a, they call it buttermilk sometimes in Hindi, or sorry, in English. And so chas basically is a watery yogurt uh, with a little bit of masala in it. And this is very good if the food is spicy, because uh, the yogurt, again, neutralizes the spice. Uh, many are familiar with mango lessi. Lessi is uh, a little bit uh, more creamy than you would find with cha. So salted lassi would be a, uh, a yogurt flavor, but it's got it's a little bit creamier. And then mango lassi is the common one at Indian buffets. So it's a it's a um, it's a creamy uh, mango drink, with, basically with yogurt to provide uh, the the uh, substance. And then we've also got uh, chai, and so chai is a very important. Uh, uh, custom. And so uh, I have chai every morning with my breakfast. I find I can't drink too much chai later in the day or I have trouble sleeping because it does have a lot of caffeine. But the way to prepare the chai is uh, to boil water and to put the, uh, the, the tea uh, directly in the water along with sugar, uh, along with a tea masala or chai masala, give it the right flavor. And then it boils. Uh, I put in uh, milk equal to the amount of water. And so it's, it's heavily uh, milk-based. And then I put it through the strainer after it boils again. And that's that's my chai. Uh, often a uh, biscuit is used along with the chai, especially if it's uh, around two o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, the world's best-selling biscuit is called Parley G. G is for glucose. And so those are little rectangular biscuits. Uh, and so pretty much every desi growing up in India and those parlay G. And so I have uh, five or so every day uh, when I have my, my chai, when I have my breakfast. There's also other types of biscuits that are common with chai. Uh, and there's a huge variety of, of biscuits. Britannia would be a higher, uh, higher level uh, than the parlay G brand. So I hope you're not too hungry again. Thank you for listening to the Desiland Masala podcast. This has been episode four, part two of Gastronomic Masala. A new episode is released every two weeks. Please follow on anchor.fm, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Breaker, Google Podcast, Pocket Cast, 
and Radio Public. I'd like to thank my producer, Wendy Oval, and we'll look forward to talking next time. Goodbye.